Welcome back to Golf Nerds, or welcome to if this is your first time. My name's Guy Cross, the host of Golf Nerds. The first few podcasts I had loads of guests on, and I got to the point where I felt like I needed a guest. And um, it's hard to sustain that when you're just on your own. So I made a promise myself to record the first four podcasts I had after a little break on my own, and this is... Um, well, kind of two and a half, number three in that run. Um, this week, um, it would be bad of me not to talk about Rory McIlroy's amazing win at the Canadian. Um, should give a nod by this comment, if nothing more, to Lexi's win on the LPGA. Of course, we want to look at the US Open next week or later in this week. And then there was something else I wanted to say, but I'll save that. Um, so the US Open at Pebble, isn't that an awesome tournament? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty psyched for it. I have to admit, I struggle to get emotional about the US Open normally. It's because I don't really like the harder-than-hard setups. If I'm going to watch American golf, I want it to be a birdie fest. I want, you know, Justin Thomas to hit a drive. 380 yards. I want him to say, fuck yeah, as at impact. And um, I want him to hit, you know, a 60 degree wedge in from 100 yards that lands 20 feet past the hole and spins back to an inch. That is what I want from my my PGA Tour events. Um, whereas I appreciate there may be a little more to being a PGA Tour pro than that. I'm not interested in the other stuff. I want big drives and wedges that spin back a mile. Um, that's that's golf in America for me. Um, and now I live sort of stateside. That's basically my experience of um, US style golf too. So then the US Open with its tactical type fairways and harder than hard greens, like it's not that it bores me. It's just not as fun, like in a cheesy, fuck yeah kind of way. I appreciate the skill, obviously, but, you know, if I want to watch real golf, I'll watch the European Tour. It's not why I watch the PGA Tour for. Excuse me. Um, so, there are exceptions to this, and golf at Pebble Beach is one of them, because it's such an iconic track. It's had some great events, and, um, you know, Tiger Woods kind of, fuck yeah, his one his way to a massive victory there and uh, you know there's some, been some other great historical moments at Pebble um, and this year could not be set up any better um, you know I, I mentioned it in the intro Rory shot 61 he almost shot 59 to to win a tournament just yesterday in the days leading up to the US Open um, Speed's back. He's back. Um, kind of. He needs to put four rounds together and seriously, seriously do some damage to a golf course before I can say he's back. But there's um, there's a fire in his belly again. Um, Brooks Kepka continues to bore the world into submission. Um, on um. Another podcast is talking about how um, he should be the All-American hero, but he's just not. Um, 
and, and he just isn't. But he's doing great. And if he could win three U.S. Opens on the bounce, that'd be wonderful for him. Um, but that's the extent of my emotion about the guy. And then, um, you know, DJ might do something, but he, he kind of bores me as well. Um, and, of course, El Tigre is back in form after a little bit of a wobble at the start of the season. He's put some good golf together. So, um, yeah, today's podcast is um, brought to you by the good people at Diet Coke. Um, if you hear me drinking in the background, it's because um, I'm very, very tired. And um, I thought just to give the podcast a little fizzy edge, I'd indulge in my favorite beverage. Um, now, some of you might be, feel empowered to go, oh, oh Diet Coke, you want to lay off that stuff? It's bad for you. But if I told you I had a beer in my hand, you'd all be like, yeah, bro. You get some bruise and all of this stuff. I don't I don't really drink that much beer. I, I really like a beer now and again. But um, if I go to a party on a Friday night, I'd rather put eight Diet Cokes away than eight beers. Uh, and if you've got a problem with that, you can speak to my therapist about it. Um, so where was I? Um, US Open is lining up to be great. Really is. Um, the the views of the course we've seen today is looking in wonderful condition. The greens look like they're in good nick. They're pretty flat. Doesn't look like it's rolling too fast just yet. There's been some rain out there at Pebble Beach. Um, obviously, the wind can change things really quickly, but the course looks great. And it definitely appears to be a course that that rewards more than one type of golf. Of course, if you can bang a drive 320 through the air, you know, dead straight, you're gonna play great golf almost anywhere. Um, but also at Pebble, there's a little more to it. Yes, you can hit drive a wedge if you're that good with the driver, if you can hit it straight enough. But you can also hit in, you know, a 250-yard drive and an 8-iron, and because the greens are going to be a little slower, if, you, if you've nailed that 8-iron and it's going to land in a good, good spot, there's not actually going to be that much difference for you um, if that's your game. You're not, you know, I could tie myself up in strokes gained here, but what I'm trying to say is the shorter hitters who are genuinely pretty good at coming in with 7-8-iron, um, are not going to be penalised in the same way as at a regular PGA Tour event. Um, how short is short? Who knows? Um, but I hope, I really hope, that um, if Tiger wins, he wins in a strategic way. Um, if Brooks wins, that well, I hope there's someone else good on TV. And um, if Rory wins... No one wants to see Rory hit iron off a tee, do we? We all want to see him hit blistering drives all day long. But Rory's one of the guys who can just pull driver on any hole he wants when, when he's on form. And he's like, yeah, I've got a five-yard zone to land. And I pulled it a bit and I was on the left edge of that five-yard zone. But, you know, I got a good bounce and 
I was just left of centre of the fairway instead of straight down the middle as normal. Because that that's how good he is. Um, especially when that five-yard landing zone is like 325 away. Um, you know, he chokes down just to make sure he puts a bit more control on the ball. I don't think he does. Um, Rory McIlroy's interview questions sometimes. His answers to questions at interviews are just outstanding. And uh, one of my favourite McElroy answers is just stone cold, like only an, someone from Northern Ireland can do. The interviewer asked him, Rory, can you explain to us how it feels to be an athlete and a wonderful golfer like you? Can you explain how it feels to drive a ball 325 yards through the air? And Rory just stares the guy in the face and goes, normal. It just... Yeah, he's amazing. And he plays up to it. He clearly loves it. Um, so I, I, I hope Rory wins. I hope R I like Rory Tiger playoff would be awesome if they're both on. Uh, Rory Tiger JT playoff would be even better. I'm not sure how JT's doing. Rory Tiger. Patrick Reed, Ian Paul to play off, and Reed wins. That'd be, oh, that'd be sort of heaven for me in like bringing out all that I love to hate about golf. Um, especially if there was a rules infringement in there somewhere, and like they decided that Tiger Woods was actually allowed to declare a ball lost for free uh, for some reason, just to keep him in the playoff. That'd be beautiful. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's the US Open. It's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, I think Brooks is going to do well. Be shocked if he was outside the top ten. Like very shocked. Um, Tiger, Tiger at the moment seems to be if he can put four rounds together, he's going to be tough to beat. Rory, if he can put four rounds together like he did. Yesterday, he's going to be impossible to beat. Um, my, heart, my heart wants Rory to win at Pebble. My head says it's, it just doesn't feel like the right place for him now. But we'll see, hey? My worry is distance control with Rory. And that's Tiger's strength. But, you know, Jordan Spieth, if your putter's hot, your putter's hot. And ultimately, professional golf is a putting competition. So, let's see. Vamos a ver, as my Spanish compadres, compañeros say. Um, had some other stuff to talk about. So, Rory, Lexi did great. Tell you what, if you want to see an interesting what's in the bag from a player who basically only plays one maker clubs, Lexi Thompson's what's in the bag is fascinating. Um, she's got Cobra F9 set to 9 degrees with a Diamana X-Flex shaft, 50 grams. So, considering her physical makeup, she's gone as light as you can and as stiff as she can get away with. Solid, solid fitting decision for a driver. Um, but her irons, she's got Cobra S2s, which I think are from 2012. 
with um, Project X rifles in 5.0, which I put as a soft regular flex. So she goes from X flex in her driver to soft regular in her irons. And then just to keep you on your toes, she's got graphite design, uh, 60 and 70 degree shafts in her, in stiff flex in her fairway woods. Um, now, knowing a lot of those graphite design shafts as well, they play quite soft. So they probably be like regular, like um, 5.5s in uh, Project X. Um, but that makes sense. Spinnier approach in the fairway woods makes solid, solid sense. Um, and then she's got S200 stock. You buy your Cobra wedges in the supermarket with S2, dynamic gold S200s in. I don't even think they're the tall spec ones. Fantastic. Um, just an interesting makeup for a lady who rolls, drives roll out to about 290. Um, and I, I'd love to see how far she hits her irons. Um, and if Michael Neff listens to this and he's got the um, 3D capture of her swing, I'd love to hear from you, Michael. Um, because I'd, I'd be fascinated to hear how Lexi's swing is um, on the monitor. That being the Gears Golf monitor. Um, I hope Michael listens. He better had. But I haven't, yeah, I've not been a good friend. Um, I've not been a bad friend. I've just not been a talkative friend. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that is Lexi's what's in the bag. Um, Rory's what's in the bag is a bit more boring, standard generic, um, TaylorMade Tour Pro, um, bit of a bore draw there. I think, I think we could be getting close to being done. We are, you know, quite close to the 15 minute mark, which when you just chatting on your own is actually quite a monologue. Um, I haven't mentioned the best golf clubs in golf. Um, I have mentioned Cobra, they'll be pleased to hear. Uh, I haven't mentioned Orcas yet, and it's just fantastic to see Orca Golf going from strength to strength. A random Monday afternoon, you just see Alex on his own banging out four fittings. Um, you know, it sounds like not much, but for those guys of, who listen, who work in golf, you'll know doing four fittings on a Monday is pretty good going. Especially when you sell clubs that aren't really known by that many people. It's, he's really crushing it. And it's because he's a great guy who cares about his players and his gear. And his gear is top-notch. i tell you what else I'd love to see as well. A few people on Twitter saying that they are um, paid up for Robin Matthews Williams' coaching program on Patreon. That's great. And do you know what? I was thinking of doing it myself. I know I could probably text Robin and ask him for it for free. Or just send him swing vids and he's a mate and he'd look after me. But I'd be quite happy to check the could guy eight quid a month if that's what he's still charging. Um, he's solid, solid coach. He's got unique, he's got, he owns his own coaching methods in the same way that Ben Hogan or Mo Norman owns their own golf swing. Did Ben Hogan invent the golf swing? No, he didn't. Did he develop? on his own every idea he has about the golf swing no of course not 
But he owned it. He took ideas from people who he valued and put them into his world. That's exactly what Robin's done. He's taken ideas from people in golf who he respects and who speak to him, like not just physically speak to him, but, you know, grab him by the balls and make him passionate about the game. And um, he's taken those ideas and made them his own without pretending he's reinvented the wheel. So he owns his instruction, and that's fantastic. Um, Robin and William, uh, Robin and Alex will always get shout-outs on my podcast um, because those guys are the dons. Um, I probably owe a few other people some shout-outs, some guys who've sent me some stuff to review. I will get to it. Um, in my time. When, not that I haven't got anything good to say about the stuff I've been sent to review, but I haven't had time to do it properly and give it all the energy it deserves. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun as this podcast continues to grow and grow to get a couple of things into review. Um, and if you've got a product you'd like me to review and mention on the podcast, I will, but I'll do it in my time. And, um, and I, I promise not to, I won't put any review out if it's negative, because there's no need for that. Um, well, that's not strictly the truth. But if you're a small guy trying to set up shop on your own, I'm certainly not going to put a bad review out. Um, TaylorMade sent me a driver, and I didn't like it, though. I'd be all over that, like, fucking plague. Um, yeah. I think it's time to call it a day. Um, Dear listener, thank you as always for letting me live in your head for a few minutes once a week. Um, Enjoy the US Open. Go crazy if you're a betting person. It's a tough one to call. It really is. Um, My heart does not want me to say it, but you'd be a knob to Brooks Koepka, really, wouldn't you? And on that bombshell, goodbye.